The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. It's Sin Shu Sin Chew. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, co-host AJ Applegarth. What is up, man? Not much, man. Another day, another uh, Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Let's drink. Not, not mowing the lawn until nine fifteen this time. You know, no, not, not your, this week. Get your no. infrared goggles on or something. Looking. No, I'm uh, I'm good until. Uh, you know, maybe next week. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll and I see. wish, man. I got to mow my lawn like every every at least once a week, um, until that it dies in in July because it's too damn hot over here and the trees suck all the any moisture out of the ground from around me. And so my lawn's just like, nope, I'm dead. And then I don't have to do anything till next April. So it's cool. Um, I get leaves in the beginning of April though because I live in the forest. So yeah, that's fun. All right, man. Uh, got a good show tonight. We're going to be talking some actual versus expected pitching stats. You know, what they are, what they mean, how to use them, that type of thing, and kind of dig into some specific pitchers with that. That should be some, that should be a lot of fun. Then we'll get into some injury news and some players to add as well. Um, but without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Jason Beckner. What is up, man? Welcome back to the show. Yeah, Joe, AJ, thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. Fancy six-pack hour is always a good time, so glad to be here. Awesome, man. Glad to have you here. Uh, before we jump into things, let's do my favorite segment, Beer of the Week. Mm, beer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Jason. Guest of the hour. What you got, what you got on tap? Well, today I grabbed the... Um a uh, hop butcher, and it's actually a collaboration with uh, another brewery of Topping Goliath. Um, hop butcher is something local here in Chicago. Um, so I got a mosaic and Matuka hopped IPA. Um, cool little design art there on there, a little shark with some boxing gloves. And uh, nice. I decided to be a little fancy tonight, and I was going to drink it out of a glass. So, you know, just keep mixing it up a little bit. <laughs> hey. All right. Nice. AJ, what you got? Well, I'm uh, drinking one from your collection that I snagged over the weekend here right. uh, whilst celebrating your 39th, 8th, 9th? 39th. All right. I, I thought you were only a year younger. So next year we'll have to definitely have a blower um, mask free, hopefully. But uh, this is the Pure Kush Double New England IPA. Ah, good one, man. From Kushwa Brewing, yes. It's a collaboration with somebody else too. I forget. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I totally forget. Widowmaker. 
Yeah, Widowmaker. Widowmaker I've never heard of them, but it was, uh, yeah, that, that's a pretty good one. I liked that one. Let us let us know, man. Crack it open. I I just I just did. Can you can you hold no, your? No, can't. Hurry the hell up. Push your horses here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. That'll uh, that'll that'll do. Tastes like beer. Yeah, (laughs) there is some alcohol in this one. I will tell you that, listeners. We're we're good. All right, so I'm drinking a uh, an other half brewing. Big surprise, you know. I I seem to drink beer from like four different breweries. It's about it anymore. Um, Is an Imperial IPA, ten percenter. Be good. Uh, Chasing a feeling. I uh, gave this one a four and a half on Untapped, and uh, my my daughter liked the sparkly purple can. Uh, so, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, little seventies vibe. My daughter. <laughs> I didn't know you. Yeah, were on she she picked it out. Man, Me. You know? <laughs> I have to give you a follow on Untapped. I didn't know you were uh, on there. Hell yeah, oh, yeah, man! Absolutely, we both are. Uh, so yeah. actually, Jeff cool. Jeff is too. Producer right. Jeff. What's up, I'll Jeff? To, uh, <laughs> I'll add you after the show. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right. So let's jump into things here. Before we jump into the uh, actual versus expected pitching stats, um, it, dude, another week, another two no-nos. Uh, Corey Kluber, the, the latest one yesterday. Um, uh, yeah, just, that one was a little unexpected. And then I guess another unexpected one was, uh, was Turnbull from Detroit. Uh, just like, I mean, everybody's going to throw a no hitter this year, right? I mean, Wade Miley, John means <laughs> like, yeah, it's not even like the studs doing it. It's just like anybody, like, it's just craziness this year, man. Um, AJ, what was our over under the couple shows ago? We talked about it after like the first couple. Um, it was like, I think it was like, it was, it was, like 10 or 11. And we kind of joked, right. we were like, oh, yeah, look at the like 12. I, yeah, I get to like 20 at this rate, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna be looking in maybe the triple digits by uh, season's end at this point. Um, I, I mean. It's just, it's ridiculous. I, I just I don't even know. And I the Mariners were no hit by means too, I believe. Yeah. So, so there's been three teams. There's been six official no hitters. Three teams, right? It's been Seattle. It's been Cleveland and Texas. That's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you have if you have your pitchers going, going against, against those them, teams, good. You're good. Throw them out there. <laughs> Or stream against even the worst yeah. one. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's, just, it's although it's funny. Jeff brought up the fact that um, Texas, even though they got no hit twice now, still are middle of the road for uh, offensive uh, war. Is that what you said, Jeff? Yeah. So uh, that's something that I didn't know, but uh, very interesting that offense is still really bad in the MLB overall. So if you can get no hit twice and you're still middle of the road and you're below them. You got problems, guys. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's let's work on it. Um, yeah, I mean the record is uh, seven, seven. Yeah, we're, we're almost already there. Seven already in one season. That. Yeah, that's yep. gone. See ya. Shattered. Absolutely gone. If, yeah. If that does not get broken, <laughs> let me see here. What what would be good? Uh, I will do a keg stand on air, podcasting live. And will somehow speak into my mic while <laughs> drinking upside down. Now I'm rooting for not, a no hitter. 
I mean, no, no hitters. Yeah. No more, no, no more. hitters. No more, no hitters. I need to see this. That would be, uh, that'd be something to see. Do we, for the record, who, who's going to help you with the cake stand? Are you going to oh, get your be, wife I'll, down I'll, here to like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make myself do it by somehow exercising enough to build up my, my arm strength to, you know, do pull ups or push ups while I'm drinking. Maybe I'll just hold the keg over my head. And then <laughs> I was going to say, like, way. you're you're going to do a you're going to do a handstand on the keg with one hand yeah. while the things in your mouth and you're drinking it. This I got to no, see. You got you to <laughs> flip it open, dude. You just flip it open and suck. I mean, you should know that. <laughs> I dropped my phone. Oh, <laughs> shows over, guys. And see you later. So it begins. Uh, and we're red nose, a mirror. <laughs> Seven minutes in, is that what we are? I don't even know. Yeah, it's so I'm, not, I'm not to put you on half. Sorry. Not to put you guys on the spot here, but on uh on deck circle, we uh we you know we shoot we shoot our shot and uh try to pick who would do the next uh, no hitter. Obviously we all got it wrong because nobody had Turnbull, but not to put you on the spot, but who's your uh who's your take oh for throw the next one? Who's play who plays Cleveland next? Is it their is it, <laughs> yeah. is it their turn? Let's look yeah. at the schedule. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Who's like the fourth starting pitcher for the Phillies, man? I don't know. Like it's it's, it's like random, dude. Sure, I, why not, man? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I mean, it could no. be anybody. I know. Uh, I'm gonna go with Rich Hill, old blisters. Okay, that dude's not going past four. <laughs> Come on, he'll find. <laughs> There's a way. no way. He'll find a way. He might get that random seven. Anyone that doesn't count, right? Yeah, uh, hey, whatever. <laughs> Still no hitter in my book. I, I do. I agree. I agree. I don't understand. It does. I mean, I hear the rule book say you got to go nine, but I mean, they're the idiots who in, it put in the seven inning double header rule. Yeah, let right. it count. That's their fault. I don't know. Um, yeah, sure. I'll go Vince Velasquez because cool. Because why? Not? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, it could be literally anybody. Anybody. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have ever guessed it was any of the ones that was that have already happened so far this year. You know. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it might be someone that think of someone that might like, like AJ said, someone with like a nasty curveball, nasty slider, like Rich Hill. Um, I think last night, uh, Kluber threw like thirty five percent slider or curveball. I mean, so I mean, fastball usage is down this year. So, I mean, I'd look for something. You got to keep the pitch count down. Like they're not letting these guys. You know, they're gonna let them go if they mm-hmm. have the no hit. But like. You know, you start get up there in the 100, 120 pitch range. It's not likely yeah. to happen at this point, it seems like. But, like, you know, if you can keep the yeah. pitch count down, you can have good control. You're hitting to contact, which is what, you know, Kluber does now. Um, that that works. Yeah. So, I yeah. He had, he had 18 balls in play last night. <laughs> That's so crazy. Kind of I don't know. That's is. crazy. Um, <clears throat> moving on here, though, getting into that uh, White Sox drama. Oh, Tony Larusa, you have shown your age. Um, if you guys don't know by now, your man Mercedes smashed a home run on a 3-0 count against the pitcher Williams, Williams or Williams a studio. Um, I always mispronounce that. Um, so yeah, that pretty much says right there how bad the White Sox were beating the Twins <laughs> and. Uh, it was fifteen to four at the time. It was then uh, at least sixteen to four. I have no idea if they had people on base. I just didn't care. Um, Forty mile per hour fastball 
<laughs> it just lobbed right over the plate. And Mercedes just goes, yep, bye. And, uh, you know, the twins threw behind him in the next the next game. Um, it's just sort of ridiculous in my book. And But then out of all things, Tony La Russa comes out after that game that they threw behind him and says, yeah, I, I agree with it. I think, you know, it was absolutely – absolutely a disgrace that he that he hit that ball like he did on a 3-0 count i don't know i see absolutely nothing wrong with this and so many players have come out and said we have nothing wrong with this this guy's a a rookie trying to get paid he's going to go into arbitration it's another home run more rbi better batting average better you know more run totals it's it's everything toward his future um you expect him to just sit there and go eh don't put out these clowns on the di- on the mound if you don't want them to get crushed. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they're not all Chris Davis from the Orioles being able to strike out guys, right? Uh, yeah. Anybody remembers that, AJ? I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he struck out, what was it? Um, was, it was it against crazy. the Cubs? I feel like he struck out like Chris Bryant or something <laughs> random. It was kind of funny. It was like, it was like hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> he struck out somebody I good. And I laughed. Um but anyway, I don't know. I mean, look, what's your all's take on this? Obviously, I, I totally agree with the player's side. Um, as much as I think Trevor Bauer is an idiot, um, he comes out and like he he's all for this kind of stuff. He's like, don't do that if you don't want to get hit. Um, what, what's your all's take on this, Jason? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of like piggybacking on what you said. Um, you know, the game is passed up, Tony LaRusso. And I think the biggest thing to take away from all this is then you don't even defend your player over the game. So you have, you have more loyalty to the game of baseball than you do your own players, which is not a good look for the locker room. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really know how much was they were paying attention to be to be to uh, Tony Lewis before this. Um, you know, I think a couple of weeks ago when he didn't know the rule and he had his forty million dollar closer running the bases in extra innings. You know, I mean, the the, the list goes on and on of oh, how the game right. just kind of passed that. him up. So. Uh, that was my biggest takeaway is, you know, you're defending the, 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 you know, your loyalty to baseball over the loyalty of your players. And so, I mean, I, at this point, I'm not even sure if, you know, if they're even listening to what Tony Lucha has to say at this point. Um, that's my take on it. I'm sick of hearing about the unwritten rules. Um, I'm also sick of seeing position players pitch. Yeah. You know, it's you know funny thing for sometimes for the, uh, you know, the audience or whatnot, but the only thing that's going to prolong your, you know, your, your butt whooping, is putting out a guy that's throwing 40 miles per hour for people just to continue to tee off on. Put in a real pitcher, get some outs, let's get this get game, game over with. Yeah. I'm sick of I mean, We all talk about the pitch. length of the game, right? And that's like a big thing yep. LB's trying to fix too. They're putting in these guys that aren't pitchers, throwing 45 miles an hour down the middle of the plate. That's not speeding the game up unless everybody's right. just like sitting there taking the pitch, which I, you know, obviously I don't think they should be doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. I, I don't think I don't think the guys should be take <clears throat> excuse me taking pitches either, but I, I agree. I mean, the only time you really need to put a position player on the mound is when you've already burned up your bullpen either that yeah. game or the day before because you are stupid and didn't use a six man rotation. You used a four man rotation and a starter and then a bullpen game, um, which we're seeing more and more. Or it's like an 18 inning extra innings game, which is what happened this with the Orioles when Chris Davis was, went up there. I was just going to say that. Yeah. 
that was, was a crazy long game. They had no pitching total problem. runs and mm-hmm. not a very friendly ratio of those runs for one team to the other. I mean, I, I'm cool with the guy hitting the homer. Why not? I mean, whatever. If you're going to put some schlep <laughs> catcher out there and just try to see if he can even throw a ball, it's like, how are, how are you going to throw somebody out from home plate if you're only winging a 47-mile-an-hour ball, you know, 60 feet? Like, come on. So I, I don't get it. And I know he's he's multi-position eligible, I think, this year. He's playing more first base, too. But, um, yeah, whatever. Stands. If I was it's standing up dumb. there, screw it, dude. I'd fucking mash the thing out, too. Mm-hmm. And then I'd do a Joey Bats esque <laughs> bat flip on my way around and be like, as you sort of did, just three and oh, 47 mile funny. an hour. <laughs> Suck it, bro. You know, learn how to throw a strike, yep, or a faster pitch. Um, you know, so, but yeah, at the same time, unwritten rules. Whatever the game has changed, they're dumb. They gotta so go, much. man. You want to get these younger guys watching the ball, and make this game more fun. Let bat flips happen, man. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like something's got to change. The game, I will admit, does get kind of boring at times. Like you watch it, you're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna right. be just, like, you know, you know what the same, same thing for like four innings sometimes, man. It's that's just nothing. That's why it's America's pastime because it's <laughs> you know traditional. Um, the unwritten rules still govern over everything. I mean, the only other sport that in my mind that you really see that often in is golf because it's a gentleman's game. So, you know, it kind of works both ways there. You know, they're just, there's unwritten rules that people don't even freaking know about because golf's just like, well, hmm, the hell do I do here? All right. Well, they yeah. can, like self police, like the crowd can like like I don't. Know, it's weird. Yeah, they can, like turn yeah, pl- players in for like possibly cheating. I know that's a whole nother topic, man. Anyway, all right, let's right, jump let's into the topic we were um, trying to get into here today, and that is actual versus expected pitching stats. And um, what we're talking about here is is ERA versus expected ERA or xERA. And FIP versus expected FIP or XFIP. Um, I'm going to real quick run through a couple definitions here. Um, grab these from Fangraph. So thank you guys over there. Uh, expected ERA. Uh, expected ERA uses exit velocity, launch angle, and sprint speed on top or weekly hit balls to model what a player's ERA would look like based on the underlying characteristics of the ball in play. Additionally, XERA has been added to the player. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I did not actually mean to copy that part. Um, expected FIP. Yeah, that was not worth anything. Um, expected FIP is uh, it's calculated in the same way as FIP, uh, you know, fielding independent pitching. Uh, except it replaces a pitcher's home run total with an estimate of how many home runs they should have allowed given the number of fly balls they surrendered while assuming a league average home run to fly ball percentage between 9 and 10%, depending on the year. Um, so basically uh, what these are is they're trying to take some stats and and give you like a little bit of league average. So like you're, 
So, you know, your your outlier games aren't quite outliers and they're not, you know, carrying your stats in one way or the other. Um, it's kind of the way that, you know, I look at it. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of, you know, we talked, you know, league average home run rates, you know, things like that um, and, and things like that. So that comes into play a, a lot with these. Um, <clears throat> Jason, how do you use these stats when you're, trying to um, evaluate a player. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually really like um, FIP um, as the main outlier of all these stats, just because I feel like it gives them more of a true um, outlook on what the pitcher is doing as far as his, you know, is he struggling or is he doing really well? Because FIP takes into the three true outcomes that he can basically control. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, you know, if there's a, you know, the FIP is kind of like almost like BABIP, right, for a batter. So it's like, are they getting good luck? Are they doing bad luck? Is it bad defense behind them? Like, where is mm-hmm. the outlier on there? So I truly like FIP the most. But then obviously XFIP, you know, bring that in. They bring in expected uh, stats of for FIP. I right. like that as well, too, because then it also um, uses, you know, the league average for the home run rate versus um, – you know, their actual home run rate. So you can kind of get see, you know, are they giving up more than a league average? Um, sometimes pitchers can, you know, they do really well, but they struggle against, you know, the long ball. You know, they, are they getting a walk and then giving up, a, you know, a long ball? So it's like, I like the FIP and the XFIP a lot. Um kind of has this spot too, you know, it's the inverse to um, the X-WOBA for batters. So, um, you know, takes in the amount of contact, combines it with the quality of contact. So, I mean, you're getting a little bit more of a look into – um, you know, I guess it kind of just lends itself to the name expected. Like, you know, are they doing what they should be doing or are they expecting to do worse than what they're doing? So I kind of like it to look at it more as like an outlier stat of are they just like doing really bad and they're just like tossing up fastballs or is it something that's other than, than what they can control? I guess yeah, the way so the way, the way I always, you know, attack these, you know, these, these metrics, these other stats, right? Even if it's FIP or BAPIP, right? You know, kind of more standard ones now. Uh, we get the expected stuff. There's tons of stats out there, right? And you can just get lost in them. And then it's like, what did I really get out of this? Take them with a grain of salt a little bit too, right? You can't, yep. you can't just be like, oh, I only use this and this is, the, this is you know, the only thing that, that matters anymore. They all have their place. Um, some people, you know, take a, take a batter for instance, right? A batter can have a consistently high bad bip, which is not normal, uh, because of other factors, right? And so you go find the reason why he's always outperforming. I've seen pitchers always outperform their ERA or, or, you know, their, their FIP or their, their XFIP even, right? Um, because of other factors, the way they're pitching, the contact they allow, and and you know, FIP and XFIP for some reason weren't grabbing that, but their ERA was always lower than it should have been. Um, sometimes it's because they're not high strikeout pitchers, and and you know, FIP doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, FIP's you know, you're gonna have a lower FIP and stuff if you can strike out some guys. Um, so those are things to kind of look out for. That's not always the true. It's not always the whole story. These, these advanced stats, they tell part of the story. That's, that's the big thing that I always go with, with these things. Um, do you agree with that? AJ, I'll let you start. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to, uh, you know, 
teach myself a little more each year with new stats and try to figure out how I want to model my team based on something new um, because, you know, the game's always evolving. And obviously this year is a perfect example with all these no hitters. Um, nobody projected this was going to be the the norm, you know, what a month and a half into the season. No hitters are going to replace wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might as well at this point. I mean, it's it's going to be about as predictable. way more worthwhile. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always been, again, a little bit more of a traditionalist going with the ERA, the whip, and then, you know, the, the K rates and the walk rates in general, just to try to throw them all together and see what stuck the best for my team and what, like how I was trying to build my team. Um, you know, this year I've, I've learned a little bit more about the FIP and the XFIP. So uh, I'm just interested to like hear more about it. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be more of a, a drinker slash listener to, uh, to this one because I, go, I just want to learn, keg, man, line it up. I, I can, I can I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, so Jason, let, let's let's dig into this a little more. And uh, mm-hmm. we pulled up some stats for a few guys here, and I'm gonna have to do some some moving around of the the banners and things like that. So, got a little a little graphic here. Um, we've got I don't know how many pictures is this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I could grab ten pictures of stats, right? All differences here. You guys can see. Um, so X ERA and X ERA here, and then we got the plus minus, you know, X ERA versus X ERA, and then same thing for FIP and X FIP. Um, the the darker green means that it's uh, the X ERA is is higher, and same thing for X FIP on the other side. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, we will go through the numbers, so just bear with us. Um, first guy here, and this was a, an obvious one. Jeff said it first, and I already. Sorry, what? I have a question. Um, <laughs> sure. I I don't see um, Willens' studio on this uh, on this <laughs> list. Um, is he? Do I need to scroll Not somewhere qualified. else? To find Un- uh, unqualified. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. First one on the list, and, and this was an obvious one. I, I wanted, I was going to grab him anyway, and, and Jeff was like, you have to get this guy first. And I was like, yep, yeah. John Gant. Um, having an amazing season when you look at just the the actual stats, right? A 2.04 ERA. Um, he's got, I mean, strikeouts really aren't great. 7.26. Um, you know, it's 3-3. Three and three. You dig a little deeper, man. It's it's not it's not hot. It's uh you know X ERA five point oh one FIP is four point one two X FIP is five point oh one. Everything looking the wrong way. And and the thing I forgot to mention early on is the thing that people use this stat for the most, and, and they probably should. But again, not all cases are this way. I think. Um, is if your expected ERA is higher than your ERA, you should expect some regression toward your expected. Maybe not all the way to the expected, but it's probably leaning that way eventually. And the same can be said the reverse, right? Uh, same thing with FIP. So the fact that he's got a five expected ERA, 
not looking good. I mean, how long can we expect this ride to happen? I mean, and and why is the expected ERA so high on this guy? Jason, you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can obviously you can clearly see you're almost at three run difference between his uh yeah, normal bad. ERA and his expected ERA. So I mean, obviously he's getting a lot of I guess you want to call it luck. I mean, he's suppressing runs, three runs almost difference between his ERA and his ex-ERA. So you're, obviously the the regression is is coming for John Gant. And I mean, like you said earlier, you know, is this the only thing you look at? No, I mean, if you go look at his Statcast page, it's it's he's struggling in a lot of uh, categories. He's got blue boxes everywhere. So I mean, <laughs> this is not something that you can expect to uh, continue. Um, there's definitely going to be. Um, regression towards the X ERA. Like you said, may not call up to five. I mean, he made me more of like a three and a half, four ERA type pitcher, but he's not going to continue this almost two ERA. No, and yeah. and for those of you watching, you know, hopefully you can see this a little bit more uh, on the screen. It, it, it's really small on my side um, in here because I've got the I've got the uh, the Streamyard thing kind of small, but I circled the big thing here, and it's the walk per nine. 6.35 he just walks entirely too many people i didn't look at his lots on base at percentage but it's got to be skyrocket high like it's just crazy that he's got an era of this but he walks almost over six runners every nine innings that's yeah. that's a that's that's a it's that's not just good that <laughs> no, no, i mean but the other thing that you you got to look at with gant um at least for me, because I've owned him in past years, he's always been a reliever for me. Mm -hmm. And before this year, that was his gig. So, you know, as a reliever, if you have a 2.04 ERA, that's pretty damn solid. But, you know, again, you're, you're starting games now and, and you've got eight starts. I mean, that, XERA is going to creep up and it's going to hurt him very badly because he's not, like you said, he's not striking out guys a lot and instead he's walking them. So he's putting these guys already in Ooh. position to make that XERA a reality. And I just, yeah, I just know, looked at his left on base percentage. It's 83.1%. That's pretty high. Sounds, um, sounds about right. That's like I mean, John Lester again, though, territory like, that I was talking about last I mean, week. Was like you're you're right there about the fact that like I mean he's you know yeah he's been a reliever in the past and so that's kind of his gig and so you know yeah you can you can you know you get one inning of work you walk a guy you're you know you walk per nine it's gonna be pretty high there as a reliever that's totally different um, yeah as a starter you can't be having a walk. A walk percentage of that that high it's it's going to come back to bite you in the ass sooner rather than yeah, later dude. i mean it's just, he's it's used to good. throwing 39 and two-thirds innings across yeah. maybe 80 games <laughs> like half a season yeah, I mean, his, his like, ground okay. ball percentage is pretty high so i mean that's helping yeah. his his case but i, I still see him regressing pretty pretty quickly here yeah. uh the next guy here is uh you know hometown boy john means and um you know he he had he had a bad start just last night um but his his ERA is still really good obviously one of the one of the the no-hitter uh, club here for the season you know he he's got an ERA of 
and expected a 3.13. So still not bad. Um, but I think we are due for some regression here with him. I don't think he's a 1.7 ERA type of guy. Um, and his FIP and his XFIP are pretty close, throw. actually. What? <laughs> I said you also didn't think he was going to throw a no-hitter. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> oh. Um his FIP and his XFIP are actually pretty close to each other and, and pretty, you know, pretty spot on with the XERA. So they're very much agreement. I got a gnat flying around my freaking face. Um, awesome live live uh, podcasting yeah. here. His whip is pretty incredible, though, 0. 0.75. Um, wow. And his strikeout per nine, 9.1. I did not expect that from him. Um, I did not see him as a, a, a nine strikeout per nine, you know, maybe somewhere in the, you know, low to mid eights. Um, so that's pretty good for him. And he's keeping the walks down, and that's what's helping his whip big time. So, um, uh, Jason, what's what's your what's your thoughts on on John Means going the rest of the way, knowing what you know, seeing these stats with the you know, the expected versus the actuals here? Yeah, to be honest with you, when you um, you know, he sent me this list ahead of time and I saw John Means on there, and I was actually you know, I knew he would um, you know, had a low ERA, but I was shocked to see not that it's super inflated, but his X ERA being higher than what it was. I thought it'd be kind of similar, but I guess you now looking at it is also his FIP versus X FIP. And it seems to me that he's actually, um, you know, he's trending more home runs. Um, I think that might be then obviously the league average, not just, you know, for right. him personally, but um, so I think that might be, and it's not a ton. If you look at his X FIP versus his FIP. So, I mean, to me, like you said, I think there's a little bit of aggression, but I think we're seeing, you know, the you know i don't want to call it a breakout but you know we're kind of seeing john means kind of fall into place here and it, i i actually think maybe you know maybe mid two five like 2.2 2.5 era something in that range i think you can withstand um what he's doing now and uh, i would it wouldn't be shocked to see um a huge regression so i mean i like yeah. what he added means um no, I, I like him a lot, um, and not just because Baltimore. Um, I, I I liked him, <laughs> and I'm kicking myself for not picking him up in drafts because we all heard about the the six man rotation coming out of Baltimore, and I heard it and just kind of shied away for some reason, and, and really kicking myself for it. Obviously, at this point, because he's been phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that I think that you know can can hurt him. He's talked about the home runs. Obviously, we know Camden Yards. It's starting to get hot around here, so the the balls are going to start flying out a little bit more now that it's heating up in in you know in this region. And um, so those his ERA is going to climb. Um, you know, and you know maybe he's a a high two, low threes the rest of the way. Dude, you'll take that. I mean, where you drafted him, that's that's still value. Um, oh, if yeah. he can keep the strikeouts up and the and the walks down like that, then then you're you're golden. He'll you know he's gonna have a game or two just like he did a couple nights you know last night where it wasn't great. Um, but I don't think he's gonna be so bad where he's gonna hurt you um, so much. Next yeah, guy he, here we got. Sorry, just real quick. Just real quick. Uh, I know you yeah. talked about the Camden Yards heating up. One thing to notice about John Means is his home road splits. As, his ERA is actually really shocking. So his home ERA or sorry his away ERA is point six six. His home home ERA is actually uh, four point oh eight, so you wow. can clearly see that uh, we. Anytime you see John Means on the road, start him in your lineups. <laughs> well, yeah. when he gets traded mid season, because there Baltimore are, yeah. honestly needs to trade this guy and go get you know more future pieces, in my opinion. By the time that Baltimore is potentially good again for real, John Means will probably not be super good. I think they should get rid of him. 
and go get anybody because you know there's teams out there that are going to want John Means for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Taiwan Walker is another one who kind of stood out to me and um, it, more of a – I had no idea he was pitching this well, um, <laughs> for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 2.05 ERA, like what? This is the same Taiwan Walker who's been kind of garbage for the last however many years. Yeah. Um, an X ERA of 3.82. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> Uh, and his FIP and his XFIP, they're a little more drastic, uh, but they're kind of, you know, the same, the same change almost, you know, 2.85, 4.13, whips under one, strikeouts are just under, you know, just under eight and a half. Uh, walks are on the high end, 3.68, but passable. Um, so, again, like, what do we think with Taiwan Walker, given his history? And, and and what these numbers are, are showing us. Are we expecting him to jump back up to almost a four ERA the rest of the way? Or, or you know, are we thinking he can, you know, and do some ground balls or, or whatever and 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 uh and keep that ERA a little a little lower than than what's expected. Yeah, I mean I, I do own Walker in I think I own him in our league, in the F six P league and I've been amazed that he's been as good as he has. Um, it's it's hard to get rid of a guy that that's doing what he's doing. And honestly, I don't really think the regression that's shown on this on this chart is that terrible. Um, I mean, maybe maybe you got to look at at how well pitchers are doing and kind of no name pitchers. Uh, how well they're doing this year to to decide that yeah this this probably isn't great but I mean I would take it from from him because of his past knowing how much he's dealt with injuries um, and, and just not being on the field I mean he's dealing with an injury now um, so who knows how that will affect this uh, once he gets back um, but. I mean, the walks, yeah, like you said, they're not terrible, but it, it is a sign of things to come, I think. Um, I mean, his Ks are there. So as long as he can maintain that or increase it, you know, I, I still think he's a viable option, uh, especially for where you were drafting him. Um, but or you weren't. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, basically, I, nobody was. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I'm totally with you. Like, I'm not, I'm not dumping him to the curb at this point. Um, if somebody wants to trade me, you know, somebody with a more established track record for him who might be struggling a little bit, we'll get to probably some of those guys here. Yeah. Then yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> maybe not him, but uh, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those. Um, this could be a good sell high point for, for somebody like Taiwan Walker. Cause I just don't know if I really believe he can, he can keep this going uh, given his track record. I don't know. Jason got any thoughts on him. Yeah. The one thing I was just going to say is I think the biggest reason he's had such success so far is he's limiting the home runs. You know, it's only given up one home run so far this year. Wow. Um, I think his home run, the fly ball rate I was just looking at is only 2.5%. So wow. the, <laughs> at some point he's going to start turning home runs, giving up the home yeah. run. So, yeah. And then and that's then there you go. And that's where, you know, that's why you see FIP and XFIP and you know, expected ERA all much higher than his uh, actual ERA. You know, that's, again, you got to dive into why these stats are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I grabbed 
as much as I possibly could to not cram. <laughs> I could, I, yeah. I, it looks, it's really small on the screen. I guarantee you. Like if I grabbed any more, it'd be way worse. So, <laughs> there's only so many things I can grab. I just kind of grab some, some out, you know, uh, some, some stats that everybody knows about here to, to keep it as simple as possible. Um, yeah. So let's jump over here to the next guy here. And these are some guys where it's the other way around. And, and we talked about Dylan Bundy last week. Uh, AJ, you had him on your, on your, Maybe I'm looking to figure out another home for him list, uh, possibly the waiver wire. And I went, yeah, he gone. not yet, he gone. but Dylan Bundy, um, not having a great season with the, uh, with the, with the stats that, that matter for your fantasy team. And we're looking at a, a six over a six ERA. And, um, you know, he's still striking out guys over nine per yeah, game Chase nine per nine the walks are pretty walks good 2.49 per nine that's solid those are solid my guess as jason just alluded to and i didn't i didn't look it up he's letting a lot of home runs up so his uh his era is really high um and so because of that because he's probably allowing more home runs than league average and things like that um his expected era is 3.5 or 3.54. And sorry, I skipped somebody, but we'll get back to him. You talked about Bundy, so my eyes went to his name initially. <laughs> um, 3.54 is Dylan Bundy's uh, expected ERA. And his FIP and his ex-FIP are, are, are lower than his ERA, too. 4.07 for FIP and then 3.85 for expected FIP. Um, so this, this to me, says that you know Dylan Bundy can be a little bit of a buy-low candidate. Jason, do you agree with that? I do. Um there's a couple out, like you said, you got to look at all the different stats, you know, this is obviously his ERA is nowhere near where you want it to be, but you can kind of see that he's, you know, he's still pitching pretty well. I mean, his X ERA is kind of where you expect his ERA to be, you know, mid threes, closer to fours. Um, A lot of things that I noticed from him is, um, you know, guys are getting on and then those guys are coming around the score. I think his left on base percentage is like only at 50% or something like that. So he's given... Not only are guys getting on, that's why it's causing the inflated ERA. It's guys are coming around the score. Um, I think at some point, you know, we're going to see a, a regression back to the uh, the X the ERA the norm yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you know he we've seen him do it before. So I mean, six ERA is obviously highly inflated, and I would expect he never had an ERA that bad when he pitched for the Orioles. So like, it's something it's, it's not right. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's allowing 1.45 home runs per nine, which isn't quite what it was when he was with Baltimore. You know, we had over a two one year, we had 1.6 another year. Um, you know, I said this last week with AJ, I didn't expect him to replicate what he did last year. I thought that was a bit of an outlier, but I expected him to be much better than this. And he he did. I think he has like one really bad game. So that's obviously help hurting his ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, he's been, you know, okay. He hasn't been great. Um, yeah, like two games. Actually, it's two bad games in a row. Yeah. Dodgers and Boston. I mean, like two phenomenal offenses he's gone seven in the third and and given up a total of 15 earned runs so like he's had two abysmal starts in a row um but i mean it's been three runs two two there's a fiver in there and two two again so like he's got it in him to to kind of you know pitch well 
in, in certain spots, you know, maybe he's not somebody you pitch against Boston right now or in, in LA until he kind of shows that he can play against some of those top, top, top notch teams like that. Um, but I think he's better than, than what he shows. And uh, the expected stats is something that's, that's pointing you in that direction. So pay attention to those as well. Uh, the guy I skipped is uh, Jameson Talion. Um, his ERA is 5.73. But it's expected is 3.56. FIP is 4.67, and expected FIP is 3.82. So the expected numbers say he should be way better. Um, if you just go after FIP, then it's not so hot either. But so I kind of like Jason. I want to ask you, like, when you see that, right? You see ERA be you know high and FIP be pretty high as well. Not as high, but still pretty high. 4.6 isn't good. Um, mm-hmm. But then you see the expected numbers kind of be really close to each other and in the mid to high threes. Where do we go with that? Yeah, so that's kind of the thing with, you know, the expected stats. You know, the, the stat cast era we are in right now, it's like they can only use so many formulas and algorithms. You know, the expected stats, a lot of it's based off of like the contact that's being made, the exit right. velocity on that contact. So it's almost like, you know, you're obviously using math to figure out these expected stats. And at some point, the math is going to kind of like outline itself and show you that, well, maybe this is not necessarily what is really happening in real life. I mean, Jameson Dion is one of those guys where I was like, you know, he's been struggling a lot. And so I expected those numbers to kind of be right in line with what he's been doing. But you see those expected stats to be lower. So, I mean, that was kind of shocking to me. I was, you know, I've, I obviously own, I'm a huge Tyone guy. I own him in a lot of leagues and I know for a fact he's been struggling. So it's uh, usually four or five runs a night when it's him. So to see him, <laughs> you know, in that like mid threes to almost fours in the expected stats, I was kind of shocked. I was, um, you know, that's one of those ones that's like maybe, you know, the expected stats might be a little bit of an outlier and you may want to look a little bit deeper. Maybe it's not just the expected stats that you want to look at in this case, because there's going to be some other outlying issues. Maybe it's, his pitch usage or, you know, maybe um, some other, out, you know, outlining issues. But yeah, this one was kind of shocking to me because uh, he's been, he's been uh, pretty bad actually. Yeah. He's not somebody that I'm really buying into the expected stats. Um, I just feel like it's not clicking for him. I don't know. AJ, if you've got any thoughts on, on a uh, tie on. Yeah. I mean, you would think going to New York. Yeah. Okay. The, the, you know, the stadium is not necessarily pitcher friendly, but the offense is. So he should be able to manage around the the actually they, their Especially, offense has been bad this well, year. They have been not year, nearly as good as it should have been, at least. <laughs> exactly, their expected um, uh, offensive output was through the roof their actual is garbage so <laughs> well um, <laughs> but yeah i mean jameson you know and at the same time he came from pittsburgh you know originally so that's kind of a a, a decent hitters park too so i i think that he's just having some some bad luck this year um i don't know if it's mismanagement or or you know how the pitching is going because at the same time you're looking at Gary Sanchez being behind the plate and we know that he sucks at defense. So maybe he sucks at, you know, pitch selection too. um, And can't rely on the pitching coach to help him out. So I, 
I don't know. I, I, I do think that there's better days ahead for Tyon, but he's not somebody three, I'm super interested in. Yeah, three, five, six. I, I don't know. I mean, it's that that'd be good if he can get it down there. I just not. I'm not I, really sure I don't he's going to get it down can. there. I mean, that's that's the problem. I just think that he's gonna he's gonna be hovering around low fours at best. I mean, sometimes your pitcher's just giving up too much hard hit contact, and it's just. Yep his yeah. fault you know like there's nothing you can do about it and that's yeah. right now tie on so you're throwing uh, three you know 47 mile an hour you know meatball <laughs> <laughs> see ya out of the band box you, you're really stuck on this <laughs> studio thing man um all right Am I? a guy who i think a lot of people he's been you know a big talk of the fantasy community all season luis castillo i mean he he was considered a you know a top 10 top 12 pitcher in most circles. Oh boy, he is disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> 7.4 ERA. And um, the expected ERA, it is better. Not still not good. 4.27. FIP is 4.6. XFIP is 3.96. I mean, the K rates down, although he did get 11 last in a couple of nights ago. So that was good to see. It was great outing. He actually lowered this ERA, which was God. Mm-hmm. Uh, his whip is 1.8 because his walk rate is 3.19 right now. He's just giving up contact. He's walking, guys. It's been an overall abysmal season. Jason. Where do we see Castillo going? Like, is he somebody you'd be even like remotely interested in trading for at this point? Or for, like, yeah, God forbid he actually gets dropped, which I I assume has happened across many leagues at this point. Yeah, this one was shocking. Like you said, I mean, this is like talking about a top ten starting pitcher coming into the league, and to see him struggle, um, you know, the XERA, like I said, even though it's still lower than his like seven and a half ERA. Uh, still kind of, uh, you know, it's still shocking at what the four something that it's at. This guy, this is a guy that's like hovering in the low twos as an ERA, I think, in in years past. So it's it's kind of shocking to see that. So I kind of looked, you know, not even prior to the show, but just I own him in a couple of leagues. So I wanted to look kind of look deeper into why and is it just bad luck? And it's not. I mean, a lot of his struggles crushed. are from his changeup. Yeah, changeup and his sinker are just not effective anymore. His changeup, mm-hmm. he relied on that so heavily. The whiff percentage is down almost 13% on the changeup this year from last year. So, I mean, people know, I think, hitters kind of making that adjustment to him, knowing that that changeup's coming. They're sitting in the changeup and letting it rip. And then even the sinker, which, you know, he kind of, you know, works the head of the count with the sinker. I looked, there, his sinker average right now against is over, it's like 500 something. So, Oof. he's just getting teed Brutal. off on right now. Brutal. So, I mean, you can't even look at the expected stats and be like, I mean, obviously we're going to see some regression. He's not going to keep giving up seven and a half ERA for the rest of his year. But I think that four, I kind of think that's why you might be want to look at more around that range, like low fours. Um, and that's even if you can turn it around. Like I know like the other night he pitched well, he got a lot of strikeouts, but I think he still had three earned in five innings. He had a real short outing again, um, worked the pitch count, got kind of high breaking all the guys out, but. So yeah, yeah I've owned him in the past, and, and he's always been really good for strikeouts, which he's not doing this year, unfortunately. Um, but there were the occasional, like, 
stretches where it was just kind of like, dude, can you can you please get past four and two thirds? Please get past five and a third. You know, he was still getting me ten Ks, but he was allowing two runs in five innings, which okay, but <laughs> I need that quality start, man. Uh, wasn't helping me, and so. I look. I still liked him headed into this year. Nobody expected this, obviously. But um, yeah, Castillo is somebody. I'm just. I'm gonna let him be somebody else's problem. And if he figures it out, kudos to them. You know, for for holding on or, or trading for him or or whatever. But you know, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the guys who are performing well right now. And you know, I I, I just don't want anything. Something's off with Casillo. I would not be one bit surprised if we don't hear something about like, oh, he's been dealing with some shoulder soreness or something. Because it's just when you start losing the strikeout rate too, like as much as he has, because last year it was like over 11. This year it's down to eight something. Something's wrong there, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big tell to me. Um, that's at least usually what what I feel like happens more often than not is, Oh, I was dealing with such and such the rest of the, you know, all year long. And that is, didn't tell anybody like, well, whose dumb fault was that? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next guy here, brave pitcher, Ian Anderson, um, you know, coming around kind of struggled to start the beginning of the year. I feel like, but, uh, you know, 3.2 ERA, his expected is is a little higher, so four point three, and then his uh, but his FIP and his XFIP are kind of right in line with the ERA. So it's sort of like uh, where, like, which way do we go here? Like, do we think the expected ERA is the one to kind of be like, oh, well, so then the regression is coming, or do we go FIP and XFIP, and it's like, well, regression is coming, but it's so negligible, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in line with what you would expect out of him. Like, uh, I think the expected stats are more what you would see. I mean, his ERA now is at a 3.2. It's only a, you know, one run higher as expected. So he's obviously getting a little bit more, um, you know, uh, obviously his, his ERA is a little bit more lower than his uh, X ERA. So I think, you know, he's a guy that in the minors, even he kind of just sat in that like high twos, three mid threes, so, I mean, it's not like he's going to go out there and just dominate the game and, you know, give up one run over seven innings. I mean, he's going to give up runs. So I think that mm-hmm. expected that is more of what you can kind of, I guess, <laughs> expect um, with, with Ian Anderson. Yeah, the, the big thing here with, with him for me is just the walk rate. I mean, the Ks are over one an inning, so that's nice. But, you know, he's still walking over four. You yeah. Know? I mean, that that's just – just thinks of disaster, you know, upcoming. So I definitely can see the regression there. And again, it's another, you know, high powered offense, good team. So as long as he's average, you know, and, and can work his way into the sixth and at least get quality starts for you. I still think he's worth owning, you know, and holding on to, to, to see how it pans out. Um, you know, he's three and one, so he's getting you the wins too, you know, half of the time, I would say, uh, if he's got eight games started. So I, I, I don't know. I, Anderson's, he doesn't scare me as much as some of the other guys on this list that we've already talked about. Yeah. I mean, he's another one, though, where like, you know, yeah, he, he, he can walk some guys, but his ground ball rate's over 50%. Um, you know, 
medium contact rates in the 40s, which which is pretty solid. So that's helping his cause. Um, yeah. And I think that's why you see the FIP and the XFIP. And he's got a good defense behind him, too. So that's helping his cause, too. Um, yeah, that's keeping his ERA down um, to where expected ERA is probably looking at it and going like, well, you're, you're letting guys on base and they're not scoring. So something's up and, you know, you're you're allowing, you know, maybe fewer home runs than than everything. So, um, yeah, 0.8 home runs per nine. So expected ERA is going, well, you should be more because you're not you're below the average. But some, sometimes you're just going to be below the average, guys. So, like, he's a guy who uh, who I'd be comfortable keeping and just holding on to. And just, you know, Ian Anderson's a good pitcher. So, so just ride the wave here. Not much to talk about here with the next guy, and I wanted to, I wanted to get into Clayton Kershaw just because I was actually utterly befuddled about how his ERA is three point eight one, and he actually should be better, apparently, according to all the other stats. <laughs> Expected ERA is two point eight eight, FIP is two point six two, XFIP is three point one two. I mean, this clearly is because. He's his walk rate is one point five nine, the best of the group I have listed. Um, that's that's a big reason, uh, but I just looked at it and was like, wow. I mean, he's got a good ERA, and it's supposed to be even better. That's you don't usually see that with with this group, right? You see guys in in the in the threes, the low threes, or maybe the high twos, and they're supposed to go up. He's actually supposed to get better, <laughs> like. Okay, Clayton Kershaw. Yes, you are. You know, one of the goats for uh, for starting pitching. So, uh, just wanted to mention that. The move on here, Anthony Descafani. Um, San Francisco Giants pitchers have been amazing this year. Um, Descafani is is one of the surprises. I feel like for a lot of people, two point oh three ERA. What kind of got me with this was that his expected, I thought it would be way higher, 2.94. That's still phenomenal. FIP and XFIP is 3.29 and 3.27. Still very good. Like, I'll be happy with that. Like, I have Desclafani on, uh, on, on one of my teams. And if he gets to a, a, a low three ERA, that's a win. Cause I picked him up all the waiver, off waivers. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was free. Um, yeah. What what's your thoughts on uh, on Desclafani the rest of the way, Jason? Yeah, this like you said, the the whole giant staff is kind of shocking. I mean, we saw Gossman do it last year, but to see what he's doing again this year, I mean, oh, I he's think, even better. Yeah, I have I mean, him it's too, crazy. By the way, it's crazy <laughs> how how they just like take these these uh, rejects. I guess you want to call them from these other teams. I don't know if they're really necessarily rejects, but they kind of just transform. Kind of were, yeah, right. Yeah, transform these guys in, and then uh, you know they turn out to be great. Um, I think with the um, ballpark helps that, yeah. yeah, that, that helps a ton too, for sure. Um, but I think a lot of, um, with these, uh, these Calfani is you're, you're so close. I mean, you're about a, a run difference, um, on your ERA versus XERA. And then even your FIP and XFIP are real close. I think they're about a half a run. So, I mean, you're kind of getting what you would expect out of these Calfani. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I guess maybe, I guess you could kind of say that he sits right in the middle. I mean, you might see a little bit of regression, but he's giving up a little bit more hard contact. I think is which maybe why he's increased his uh, XERA a little bit. But other than that, I mean, I think this is what you kind of can expect from uh, Discafani. I mean, it, it's just looking at his his K nine and and you know walks per nine rates. They're pretty in line or kind of like middle of the pack for K nine. Um, 
in this this grouping here that we have. Yeah. But he's one of the lowest walks, you know. I mean, they're on the lower side. So he's just not really having a lot of guys get on base. Uh, it's it's clearly showing with all of these other counting stats that they matter for fantasy. Um I'm mad at myself for not having him yet this year. And and I don't know if I'll get to own him at this rate. If he keeps this up, not in our league. Nope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm ripping the benefits of him and Gosman. Yeah. <laughs> so the last guy we got here is big, nasty Nate Eovaldi. Uh, I mean, four and two for Boston, you know, nine games started. He's sitting at a 4.5 ERA. Not great, um, but he's looking at an XERA of, you know, a run in the third better than that at 315. Uh, FIP and XFIP is the opposite. <laughs> so, like, almost yeah. ident- uh, almost exact it- numbers in the opposite way. 215 for the FIP and is expected is 349. So, he he's kind of a weird case here. Um, again, his mm-hmm. his walks per nine are one of the lower, you know, three guys that we have here. Yeah. Um, his K per two. nines are right in the middle there, okay. um, you know, or eh, lower end, but not bad, I guess. But here again, he you know, this is a guy who's bounced around between starter, reliever, starter, reliever, starter, reliever. You never knew what the hell you were going to get with Eovaldi. Um, so I mean, he's been a starter for know. a long time recently. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, he's a guy that so I just sort of starter. But then he had that brief stint where they're like, well, maybe we'll make you a closer. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't really work. Now did it. Um, so I, I don't really know what to make of this. I, I mean, it's, it's the only guy we have on this list that's opposites. Like, you know, like inverse, like, of... like exact inverse. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, that's, know. that's why. Well, so Jeff, Jeff, you know, kudos to you for pointing this one out. I looked at it and was like, this is a great one. Cause yeah, like the numbers are completely opposite, right? We, we already had one earlier where they were better or they were worse on, FIP to XFIP, and then they were better. So you saw like improvement on FIP to XFIP, but this one is yeah. like the complete opposite and like pretty drastic opposites too. So like, yeah. where I don't know like what to think with this one. You know, I know his his on base percentage is pretty low. He hasn't given up a home run yet, so it's not that. <laughs> what what gives? Yeah, that's that's just it. Um, you know, at the XFIP being so much more inflated is he hasn't given up any home runs. So he's giving up, you know, less home runs than the league average. So that's causing the inflation <laughs> on the XFIP. So that's kind of what the biggest outlier to me was um, as far as how, why it's so different, like whole run different. Um, yeah. He, he's, um, yeah. Huh? he's a little different to me. Um, it's, you know, like you said earlier, it's like he's been to the closer to the starter, to the bullpen. It's just like, what is he? What can you expect from him? It's like you don't really know. I mean, obviously he's going to strike some guys out, and and hopefully continue limiting the home runs because that's obviously always been successful so far this year. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's somebody that I'm going to you know 
I'm not really targeting Nathan Uvalde. Like, I don't really care enough. He doesn't, I don't think he's going to like win me a league type of thing. I, I feel like there's probably 50 pitchers out there throughout the year that are going to look like Nathan Uvalde. Um, he'll have some fine games, but nothing that I'm going to care too much about. But um, yeah, it was just interesting to see the numbers. And again, it just kind of goes to, you know, goes back to the original point. And the whole point of going through this exercise here is that the numbers only tell a part of the story. Got to dig in a little harder, see why. So with Nathan Nivaldi's case, right, um, he hasn't given up any home runs. So that's why the the X the XERA is a little higher. And to where, you know, FIP and XFIP doesn't take that into account as much. So that's what we got. Um, all right, Jason, that is it for the, for the segment. Um, before we let you bounce off here, you got any final thoughts and uh, let us know where they – where uh, everybody can find you on Twitter and, and what you got going on for the site. Yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at JR Bex, right underneath my picture. And then uh, got two weekly articles coming out a week over at Fantasy Six Pack. Uh, one Dynasty related, which is a Dynasty buy or sell, comes out on Mondays. And then I also take on the uh, the prospect report, which comes out weekly on Tuesdays. And that just kind of takes a look at some of the top performers, more for a redraft side. You know, you can figure out who's who might be called up soon, who was called up, who was demoted, things like that. Um, so yeah, just uh, you know, keep me uh, followed on Twitter and get some updates over there. And uh, just thanks to Joe and AJ for and Jeff for having me on. And uh, have a good one, boys. All right, man. Thanks Cheers. for coming on. All right. Yep. Absolutely, man. Have a good night. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, we are already an hour into the show. So let, let's just cruise through these, shall we, AJ? Um, sure. Go through the injury news here. I'll take the first few. You take the next, and then. Uh, so we start with Mike Trout, obviously out six to eight weeks with a calf strain. Another tough blow for my fantasy team. Uh, Corey Seager, another big one here. Hand fracture. He's going to be out extended time. There's no timetable yet. And then Oscar um, Yanoa for um, for the Braves. Apparently got pissed and uh, punched the dugout wall or some shit like that. And uh, bench, I think busted his hand. <laughs> Sounds like a me move, man. I broke my pinky doing the same thing, playing basketball one time in a gym. So, yeah, not fun. So, uh, don't do that, folks. Um, you, you will probably break your hand. Uh, he's going to be out a while, too. Again, no timetable, but he's going to be out for a little bit. And then um, Mike Moustakis. Oh, brother, dude, really? Heel injury has been out basically for the last five days, it feels like, if not longer. Finally landed on the IL. He pinched hit twice, of course. So it can only be retroactive back to Tuesday. Like it should have been retroactive back to like last Friday. It felt like, um, so, cause I don't think it's going to be extended. Like, I don't think it's going to be past the 10 day IL, but he's out till at least the 29th because they played him and he did nothing. So, all right. Yep. What you got? Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, uh, is dealing with a fractured middle finger. So, you know, sucks. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If oh, you can hold him, like there. <laughs> you may want to, but you know, at the same he's time, solid man. Yeah, he's he's been doing really well, um, except for the you know week or so that I owned him. Uh, he sucked, so I cut him, and then he got injured. So he, you can take that for what it's worth. Uh, Danny Duffy's dealing with forearm soreness. Uh, nothing you want to hear from a pitcher, obviously. 
but we're hopeful to uh, see him back in a couple of weeks. Uh, his last couple of outings have been pretty bad uh, compared to his start. So this makes sense. Uh, hopefully he comes back and looks more like the starting Danny Duffy than the more recent one. Michael Conforto is on the IL with a hamstring injury. No table of time for his return. That would also be known as a timetable for those following along. <laughs> Ty France is on the IL with a wrist injury. Um, you know, he'd been kind of struggling himself lately. So, you know, he got dodgered. <laughs> I don't think so, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, Giancarlo Stanton, surprise, he's on the IL, a quad injury. Apparently, they think it's not serious and he's going to return in the minimum time. So, um, we'll see there. So, on to some good news finally with some injuries. Anthony Santander, um, should return this weekend. So, maybe tomorrow. Um, Apparently he might have to clear COVID protocols. So, I don't know if that like extends it or not. Like, it wasn't truly clear in what i read but um he, he's been playing okay in the minors he struggled early on but hopefully he can he can bounce back and be what we saw last year uh and then cody bellinger finally uh on a rehab assignment hopeful to return next week so that's some great news for those of us who uh drafted him in the first round yeah just talking about him with my coworker earlier and it's like dude he took a spike what the hell is going on like huh? fractured his leg. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Uh, AJ Puck is finally throwing in rehab games as he returns from his bicep inflammation. So that's nice to see. I had an interesting question about him. Um, somebody asked me in a dynasty league. They've gotten some trade offers for AJ Puck because, you know, he's returning from the IL and everybody's getting excited because, you know, the guy's talented, right? When he's healthy. Great name. However, like, is it time to just be like, hey, the excitement's there. People are going to buy for him. Should I sell him knowing that he's just like a major injury risk and, you know, he's just going to be constantly on and off the IL? Or should I be the one who should be excited and just be like ready to put him in my starting lineup? You know, I don't. There's one of these guys because yeah, he's a long injury uh, history here with him. Yeah, so, I didn't um, know. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. I would move on from him because that's just my nature. Um, and then I yell at myself later when they do turn <laughs> around. But I'm I like winning, so I'd rather win now, you know, than than try to deal with someone who's going to potentially continue to hurt my team and you know impede that win now mentality for win in a couple of years um i don't i, don't, I mean i want to win in a couple of years when i'm at those couple of years not you, necessarily uh, now you and this one other guy in our dynasty league would would get along very well he trades constantly nice for guys he has never drafted in the first year player draft in our amateur draft. Never. He's traded all of his picks, including next year's already for uh, players that can help him now. Nice. It's sort of worked. I mean, he's been top three, five out of six years. Um, 
This year, though, he needs like two more trades to get him over that hump, man. That's it. (laughs) This year, though, he's like one in six and he doesn't know what to do with himself. (laughs) And like he can't put his mind into like, I need to think about next year. He's like, I only can think about now. (laughs) When you get stuck in that run, it's like, what do you do? (laughs) Because that's all he does. Um, But man, he trades constantly, though. Like he's, he's always trading and sometimes it's like unnecessary trading. I had to finally talk him off of a trade the other day. He, he's panicking, right? And so it's a, it's a head-to-head points league. He's panicking. And so he's like, Trevor Bauer's on the block. And I'm like, you better get gold for this guy, dude. He came at me. Yeah. It was like, and I was like, well, I'm interested. What do you want? He's like, how yeah. about Mookie Betts or Nolan Arenado? And I was like, <clears throat> no, my middle finger hurts, dude. Um, and I was like, no. no. <laughs> Hell no. Like, no, nah, it's not worth it for me. And then I told him, I'm like, you do not trade Bauer, though, unless you're getting top-notch talent back, right? Or you're now playing for the future because your team's not playing well and you go get, you know, top prospects back. Like, if you, but you got to get like almost like the, the can't miss guys type of thing. Yeah. He messaged me like two days later and was like, oh, well, what if I get Jesse Winker and Frankie Montas? And I was like, no. <sighs> Dude, I'm gonna. I, I wish I could reach go this screen and strangle dude. You asked me for Jesse Mookie Betts, and you're gonna go get Jesse Winker. Get the hell out of here, dude. I know he's playing great, but you're you're no. too much in the moment. He's too much in like the what have nope. you done for me lately club, that, and that yeah, is no. bad for him. And that's why his team sucks this year. Yeah. Um, no. All right, anyway, let's finish things off here with All our right. ads. Uh, we so, only got some hitters this week, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, start it off here, man. Brandon Crawford. I don't. I don't even know. This is like, like what? Where's this coming? Captain from? streaks. Um, you know he's been absolutely red hot the last two weeks. Jeff and I got him in. Uh, was that us, Jeff? We got it. We got him in our in our at a PC team, or did I get him on TGFBI? I think. Yeah, I got him there. Yeah, my team still sucks. <laughs> All right. So three twenty five, four twenty nine, eight hundred slash line. He's got right now six homers, twelve runs, thirteen RBIs. Um, that's in the last two weeks, by the that's way. One away from it's two uh, weeks. <laughs> I don't remember the term of it, but it's a some sort of a triangle. Anyway, uh, he has ten homers on the season in general. So Crawford is uh, playing pretty pretty well. Absolutely. Uh, my next one, and uh, I'm actually shocked I'm saying this, but Jonathan Villar, I picked him up in our league, and uh, it's kind of desperate for some middle infield help, and. Uh, Go away. Um, it's just, it's, it's just it's the Jonathan VR now. Constantly flying. He's just like, right how do you like me now? How do you like me now? <laughs> Bitch, I told I'm you. I'm not going away. Um, I'm not going away. <laughs> oh, wow. Come on, are you going nope. to gonna finish? <laughs> I'm just befuddled <laughs> by that comment. Anyway, oh, yeah, so VR is going to have all night long, actually. VR is going to have some some value here. The Mets are pretty banged up um, all over the place. So, you know, he, he's going to get playing time. And, and th- th- actually, he's playing pretty well. He's hitting some bombs. He's stealing bases. The batting average is atrocious. So hopefully <laughs> you don't need him for that. But, uh, you know, you just need some counting stats up the middle in, in your middle infield, which I'm sure a lot of people do. The aisle is oof, I wish I had expanded it every single league I was in this year. I have I'm literally like in our league, AJ. I'm sitting on like two healthy roster three actually roster spots in our league 
injured players. I'm just like, I don't want to drop them because they're too good. So I'm just playing. I'm playing for the. I'm playing the long game because I'm in. Yeah. You know, thankfully I'm in first, so I can I can do that. Um, yeah. Next up here. All right. So yes, I was uh, close. It would have been a five twelve thirteen triangle. It's a special right triangle with the ratio between its side lengths as five twelve and thirteen. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, just, I just I I knew that five five twelve thirteen. I always right. remember that. Cool. So William Contreras is the catcher of choice for our ads here. And I did actually pick him up in one of my leagues because he has been killing it. Um, It was Star League, I believe. So um, there you go. Catchers suck. But (laughs) he apparently does not suck as much as the other catchers. So he's playing very well. Why not? Hit a three-run bomb tonight. So, oh cool. yeah, today, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, brother of uh, the Cubs, Contreras, by the way. So yes, yeah. apparently the bloodlines are flowing there. So not at all related to Willens' studio. <laughs> no. Anyway, but I know. Last up here, uh, yeah, little category specific here, but Nico Goodrum, um, been been. Playing fairly well of late, it's, you know, mostly if you need steals. Um, five in the last couple weeks, he's really not going to help you anywhere else. I mean, Detroit's offense is not good, so not going to get you a lot of counting stats for the run total or for the RBI. And his batting average isn't great anyway. But you know, like if you're in a roto league and you got you know middle infield or, or sorry outfield you know utility spots, you got guys hurt, just pick up Goodrum, man. It just Take advantage of the steals because he's just running wild right now. So um, I, I, I'd, I'd be willing to do that. Um, so that's all we got. Um, AJ, anything to close it out? Uh, no, no, I'm good. All right, we will. Uh, we will be back next week, same time, same bat channel, and uh, check y'all later. <laughs>